Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. about this chick named Doreen Stern. She's the first black Playboy playmate. And uh, I thought that was Tyra Banks. Just kidding. That's wrong on a lot of levels. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Nothing yo, about that is true. we got a lot. You want to give a whole episode to talk about how that's not it? <laughs> so first black playmate. <laughs> so uh, we had to put together a pitch deck for it to go out and shit. And um, we had just been, when we were supposed to go out and shop, it was right when COVID happened. So we put off finishing it for like a week, but we just knocked it out and finished it. So did that. They're going to go out. It's like a bio. It. It's like a, it's because you said you pitched it. So it's a script you wrote about it, like a fictional script about a real person. So we found out that there was nothing to find out about this woman. And we got a PI through the Home Lease Production Company um, who works with journalists. And, like, they went and found info. And then um, we interviewed all these people. We got a journalist to write an article. She did not do a good job. I but can't even hear that. <laughs> whisper. This is an audio medium. Tra- you gotta, tra- if you're going to whisper, get, get close to the mic like this when you want to whisper something. This rookie over here, man. I was trying to whisper. All the shit he just said about research. About interviewing people, all this stuff, and he can't put together a sentence for audio format. I was Wild. trying to be quiet on purpose. <laughs> Asshole. He's, whoever you are out there, he said you did a bullshit job. She did. It was, look, 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 fuck can't it. We're going to keep it fucking. We're going to keep it fucking. It wasn't good, okay? It was real bad. But the other side of it being real bad is that we now like had carte blanche to make the story with. You know what I mean? So we had to flush that out and make a story out of what was there. And there wasn't one. And so that was like so, so you're saying work. you wanted to make a story. There wasn't a story. So you just made up a story. No, 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 no. We wanted to make a story. The production company we work with works with journalists. So the journalists had to go in and like flush out like a bio piece, right? The bio piece was straight Wikipedia level as far as just like here are the broad strokes. Okay. There you go. And then from that we were supposed to go take that as the IP and then make the story off the IP, but the IP had nothing. So it's, we literally had to create something you would watch out All right. of what was there. Let's play a little game called Explain That to Me Like I'm Five. <laughs> <laughs> You're just dropping words in there. I don't know them. I bet okay. half the people listening don't know them. All right, all right. IP, intellectual property. So if you want um, if you want to make something about someone... Uh, so you want to make a story about Spike, right? You have to get the rights to Spike from his estate or him, right? Okay. But if you do it like we want to do the character of Spike Lee, then you can get all the information on Spike Lee and then just make it adjacent. You know what I mean? It's like this isn't a, a documentary. This is like our telling of this character that, you know what I mean? Like it's like... Okay. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And so, yeah, we just had to do that. It was a lot of work, but it, it, it's low-key very jiggy now. It's a good concept. 
and it's been flushed out. I love the good. idea of something being like low key hype at the same time. It's just, <laughs> it's just real mellow, fucking excited. It's just really Look, generally specific. You when know I, I mean? say low key, I mean like people ain't up on game, but the shit janky. Okay, I don't mean literal definition of those words. You don't mean it's, it's actually hot cold. It's both quiet. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So that was that. How about you, sir? How are you? Uh, you know, I've just been chilling. I did some painting today. You know, uh, I guess I'll cut this part out, but we might as well talk about Spike since you brought it up and what I was doing today. Um, but yeah, I did some painting today. Uh, wanted to get ahead of, um, The Last Dance because I saw the previews. Yeah. And, uh, for what the next week is going to be in. I figured I already painted one. Awesome Mars Blackman painting. Yeah. Uh, Looking at it right now. Yep. I wanted to do another uh, with the Jordan holding Blackman up by his like head. Uh. Uh, and kind of just get that ready. So, yeah, the last few days just been getting that done. And it is pretty much done now. I mean, I might go back and add a little detail, but um, it's hype. It takes you back. You feel that energy. You feel that. We're going to have to do a whole episode where you don't explain in explicit detail because niggas don't jock your swag. But, like, I think people would be very interested in, like, as I told you that one time, I didn't really understand how jiggy your stuff was for how, as far as construction. You know what I mean? Like, if you Mm. write a show, I guess. I was talking to my dad about this the other day. I was like, the benefit... And all, it, it's like golden handcuffs of being good at something is that you don't get to just enjoy it normally. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when I watch a movie or a TV show, I have to actively shut my brain off to just be enjoying the experience to not be like, oh, they did this or like, I know where we're about to go with this because right. I've read a billion stories and they all, right. you know what I mean? And so like with your pieces, I wasn't even aware of like, the difficulty in the layering part and like doing the math to like, I want this one to be this, so therefore I have to work backwards. Da da da. Until my homie was like, "Hey, this, 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 and this." So I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I think that the the part about painting specifically or doing anything that has like permanence, like you know, if you're if you're writing something and you misspell, you can just backspace, backspace, and fix it, or you know, you're- you don't like the words." It's the big part of writing is editing. With painting, there's not much editing. I mean, you can fix some things, but there's a lot of things that are unfixable. Yeah. And so planning is the biggest part of painting. Like, when people say, like, oh, how long did it take you? Like, I mean, the actual painting part only takes me a couple of days, but that's far less of the work as it is, is, like, figuring out what colors and what, like, even when I, like, even because I do everything digitally on the computer first... Even when I get to that point, I've done something that now looks like art on my computer, and my brain has to go like, okay, how do I make this? Because yeah. it looks cool here, but <laughs> this is a concept right now. <laughs> so sometimes when people like get commissions from me or whatever, and I send them like a, a preview, I'm like, keep in mind, yeah. it's probably there's not no really going to look like yeah. this, because there's a lot of variables, and this is just what my brain spit out yeah. immediately. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I mean... You're just shooting them the outline. It's like, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. Hype yeah. Out the outline. I mean, it'll look similar, but it's it's actually interesting that like a lot of times it'll look better painted than it did digital, um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. 
obviously like paint is more vibrant in real life than you know anything you would see on your screen but also you know the human element of actual paint it's why we don't buy prints from robots right we we want to see like the mistakes or like the first thing anybody says when they see any one of my paintings is they ask how it's like it's almost like it's a magic trick or something because it's like in in a way when someone's so impressed by something they can't just let it be they have to like it has yeah, to make sense to them. They have yeah, to process yeah. it. Yeah, like and I used to do that with like anytime I watch like a show that's so well written or so funny, I'm like, how did they even think of that? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like that's bananas. It's taking like years. Crazy, bro. But the reality is, there's like a team of people, yeah. and they, or they are very talented. But like the way a writer's room people. works, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you keep improving on the joke till you get the best version. Yeah. And me as a consumer, I'm just like, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> Fuck NBC. It's voodoo. It's too funny. Who put this dark magic on the TV? Witches. Burn these motherfuckers. <sighs> All right. Well, on that on that note. <laughs> Wonderful pivot. I, I want to talk Expert about. Expert level pivot. <laughs> I want to talk about the. Because the, I consider this the same level of genius. You know, it, 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 I want to talk about Mars Blackman. As played by Spike Lee, and, and because again we're we're in this this last dance season right now where this is gonna come up in tomorrow's episode. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday the second, and I'm super excited for that part of it because for me, I cannot disassociate the Jordan Three and Jordan Four. Yeah, my first and third favorite Jordan shoes with eleven in the middle. Uh, I can't, I can't break that away from Mars Blackman. He made the you shoes. You can buy these. He you can't do this. <laughs> he made the shoes at almost as much as Jordan did. Yeah, and I yeah. don't think that's arguable, but I think that people aren't thinking about that anymore. And I want to hear your, uh, your first thoughts on that. Him making it as prominent is a strong claim, my sir. But then when you like, as I like stop and think about it, I also can't say that you're 100% wrong there because in my research of your boy, uh, Spike, uh, one of my points, it wasn't even research. It was just the first thing I thought of when I thought of Spike was that suits in Jordan 1's, my favorite shoe, I uh, stand by it, that it is the best Jordan, um, is a normal thing culturally. Okay, uh, what's the Patriots owner? Robert Kraft. Everybody gives Robert Kraft all this fucking praise because he wears ones. First of all, fuck out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) Not trying to hear that shit. Oh, this rich guy wears horses. (laughs) It's crazy. Fuck out of here. (laughs) Fucking Spike has been uh, I Rock J's since day one ass motherfucker. So you are not wrong. Spike Lee's um, cultural attache. I think is a lot bigger than you would assume because he's just so commonplace that it like washes down his cultural relevance. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see that with a lot of people who trailblaze, right? Including Michael Jordan, right? Like, uh, but I would say a more recent basketball example is LeBron James. LeBron James literally transformed basketball into like a pass-first game. Like the teams that win now have like excellent passing, uh, and they and the best players now are guys who literally shoot, pass, dribble. They do everything, 
And LeBron was really, I'm not going to say he's the first player to ever have all those skills because, you know, Michael Jordan played point guard for a month in the 80s and averaged a triple-double. But LeBron is the first one to make it like that's his base. He lives in the space of, like, I'm taller than you, stronger than you, and yet my first instinct is to pass and get teammates involved. Push that boy off. And the the reason I'm saying all this is because you, you started by saying, like, it's so commonplace that people don't respect it now. We judge LeBron against his contemporaries, not realizing his contemporaries, a lot of them, like a Luka Doncic, literally copied his game, yeah. and now that's just the way the game is played. If we were in a barbershop, my argument is always that saying LeBron or Jordan is better, yada, 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 is not the right argument, okay? Because they are both the same thing for different generations. They changed fundamentally how the sport was played through the way they played it. This is you know true. what I mean? Like there's a cultural shift in the whole game to how they played basketball. Kobe is just, I'm Michael Jordan, but different. Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. as opposed to LeBron, which is literally a change in how niggas played this sport. Okay, wait. You know what? You, you know what you just reminded me of is these. Uh, these we're talking. We're talking about Mars Blackman, but the the all sport commercials that again, I'm gonna assume you're too young to really know. But they were there was like these series of commercials that like Ken Griffey and Shaq, and like you see like I remember one is like Ken Griffey or some baseball player like robs a home run in the outfield oh. by jumping like a hundred feet in the air. I remember the and they're like, one. "What happened to the game?" Like all sport <laughs> changed <laughs> the game. All sport. I remember the, I remember the Shaq one because it had so many Loki. Little young black soon to be stars. Smart guy is in that commercial. Oh, word. Um, isn't that like Taj Lowry? Uh, I don't, couldn't tell you okay. his real name. <laughs> like Tia Tamara's like brother, right? Yeah, the yeah, little okay. one. Yeah, he's in there. Um, and oh, he grows up. This this dude, he's in a bunch of stuff, bro. He's in. I think he's in holes. <laughs> like. like <laughs> like, but that's what I think of more than actually the athletes. Okay. Also, all sports was not it, Chief. Yeah. Okay. Like, For the record, it's anybody, it's maybe we'll do an all-sport episode one day, let's do but all-sport was carbonated Gatorade, and it made no sense. Terrible product. <laughs> you could not get it down while competing in a sport heinous, at all. Boy. <laughs> it was It was a short-lived idea that had... It had a ton of money behind it because all of these guys got into it. Uh, all of these guys had commercials for it that were great that I still remember. Anyways, taking it back to, to Spike, though. Um, so, are you familiar with the the origin of Mars Blackman? I believe you are. Are you talking you're about in- the... The movie? Yeah, the yes, movie. Nigga. I'm, I'm, I'm a black sure, man. man. I'm a black man who, who's in entertainment, bro. Yeah, I don't Don't fucking don't don't play me like that. <laughs> my bad, bro. My bad. Well make sure then you tell you tell us about Mars Blackman and his origins. Nah, nah, fuck that. You think no, I I no no you wanna play the old man card all the goddamn time. Go ahead then, nigga. Go ahead, bro. Do the right thing, nigga. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> See, this, he's already wrong. It wasn't do the right thing. I, See, that's it was a joke because I was telling you to do it and we were talking about Spike, okay? <laughs> the fuck out of here. I'm just saying, he had it 0 for 1. 0 for we 1. do improv together, bitch. You should know what I need to do. <laughs> okay, so, so Spike Lee created the character uh, Mars Blackman. And it was the first, it was in his first movie he, at, le- at least the first commercially released movie. I don't know his entire filmography, but uh, 
called it She's Gotta Have It. It yeah. wasn't his first movie? No. Then, then elaborate on that, young young. School brother. Days was his first um, ever published one right after he got done with school. Um, and She's Gotta Have It was right after. So close, but... Yeah, see, no, this, I this is why I told also, you. But, <laughs> I, I only know what I know, and I don't know more. <laughs> you know, I respect that. A lot of people can't accept that. that. A lot I was just thinking today, like... Because I was watching Friday Night Lights for, like, next week's episode or whatever, and... Uh, and there's a part where the guy says, like, we know the Lord works in mysterious ways. I'm like, God, I wish I had that cash. <laughs> for everything I did, motherfuckers just be like, you know, Rod works in mysterious ways, man. I'm just not going to question it. Well, he knows what he knows. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. You got to make a whole universe in order to pull that fucking ace down on the table. Okay? Hey, he works in mysterious ways. Uh, so, yeah. So, he creates this character of Mars Blackman uh, in the movie. And Mars, because this movie comes out in 1986. So... You have to imagine Jordan's only been in the league. This is his second year. And Mars is such a big fan of Michael Jordan that throughout the movie, he's like prominently seen wearing the shoes. He talks about them. And he's like, you know, he finally hooks up with the girl that he's into and he doesn't take the shoes off. And this is a jumping point. Real nigga move. For, for, be- for, <laughs> I mean, you, who could take that moment and, and fast forward to like all the videos you see online where a dude does a proposal but takes one Jordan off <laughs> to make sure he doesn't get the crease in? <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I believe. I need that commercial. <laughs> I need that commercial. Nike, that's the commercial you should fucking make. It's just a montage of niggas getting down on one knee but going, hold up. And take it off the J and be like, hey, babe. The day, <laughs> the day Nike partners with Zales, you're going to see that right away. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Jared. <laughs> he took off. Every kiss begins with, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> that's some fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, do you have more to add on the movie? Um, it's a good movie. It's a lot of f- to-the-camera conversations. I was like, Spike, you, uh, you you did that a lot, my guy. But then again, like, who the fuck am I to tell Spike Lee how to make a movie, bro? My man um, has put in the work, as a is said in a movie that is not his, but people commonly think it is his, A White Man Can't Jump, is hard work, hard work. Work to make a brother we're, look this bad. We're okay? definitely gonna have a white man jump, <laughs> can't jump episode, and I definitely did be like, wait, did Spike Lee direct white man can't jump? <laughs> yeah, no, and I did look it up, and I was like, okay, I thought not, but also, why do I think maybe yes? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that comes it's from. It's a very Spike Lee vibe of movie. The movie is ninety percent insults, just written by black. It's just like yeah, you mom like this. You're anyway. But it's taking like, taking what you said earlier about him talking into the camera a lot. Uh, I'm unsure how many movies were doing that before, but I feel like he kind of like invented that style of like of being breaking like the fourth wall. The cam- yeah, not just breaking the fourth wall, but breaking it with that that classic shot. Like it's kind of like when I think of I don't know if Terry Richardson invented shooting someone in front of a white background with like no, hella contrast. He also didn't of, invent saying, being a creep. I'm saying, right. <laughs> but we think of, we see that shot, we think of him. And when it's I think of like a, I think of Spike Lee as being camera in the face like with the wide angle lens yeah. so space is hella wide but this is love this is hate right to the way yes. yeah, 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 yes. yeah i feel that um yeah I, I guess all directors it's a matter of 
taking something that's established and then just like making it your own. So. PSA people, this is actually what all art is. If you see something and say, hmm, they copied it. <laughs> You're a fucking lie because every single thing that's ever been created is a copy Nothing of something new else under the sun, baby. In some way. In some way, shape, or form. Not so you're not original. Single thing. Just give praise to the to the All Fathers. Rod works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! You're just gonna slide that shit by. Get the fuck out of here! Stop right. trying to be Rod. <laughs> that's not boo! Your job. Boo! It is nice I, having a at a, home. A you name. should be booing. It's nice having a name that rhymes with God. Sometimes, sometimes it's terrible. Sometimes it's all right. Oh my goodness! Uh, but so the the face in the camera thing, again. So Spike used that same style, and this is what made the commercials so potent. He brought that exact same directorial style to these commercials uh, featuring Michael Jordan in the shoes. And the, the tagline that everyone remembers is, <laughs> you can't do this, but you can own this. No, You that's can't not, have that, the talent, no, but no, you can buy it. That's what it was. That's not the, that's the, oh my God. He, he said you can't do this, but you can he, buy this. He said that, but that's not the, when I say the actual thing, you're gonna you're gonna be mad that you didn't start with probably me. gonna be mad. Hey, Say it. What is it? It's gotta be the shoes. Oh son of a bitch! <laughs> it's gotta uh, be the shoes. Hey Mike. Hey, is it the shorts? No. Is it the shoes? No. Jordan, is it is it is it is it the is it the way you dribble the ball? Nah. Is it the shoes? Nah. Look, guess what? Guess what? You want you got that one. That was yeah. on you, man. Yeah. But hey, hey, you know what? Memory, uh, the human memory is not uh, absolute. Uh, you know, it's just oh. I got a lot of stuff in here, bro. As someone who some works in overlaps. mysterious ways, I get it. I feel like, oh, trash. Yeah, I'm gonna keep trash, bringing that up till tomorrow. Trash, Probably trash. already. Is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I did some research on this, uh, and the the copywriter. Also, the, quick fact. What? First fourth wall break in a movie was Men Who Have Made Love to Me. It's a Mary McLean uh, film. It's a silent movie. Uh, came out in 1918. Just throw that out there, you know, for what it's worth. Just for y'all who wanted to look that up. Fourth wall is break is when the character is talking to you, the audience. Because Rod said I have to speak like I'm talking to my little nephew. You know, I, mean, I feel like people know fourth wall. I feel like people don't know IP. But maybe, maybe it's the same number. It's overlap. I don't know. Hey, man. I take the explanation. Great. So uh, so this guy named Jim Riswold is a copywriter for a Portland-based ad agency. Um, and he was the one who ended up being responsible for that campaign, as well as the Griffey 96 commercial, Little Penny, which we won't give Little Penny his whole episode, but Little Penny is also fire, and it makes sense. <laughs> this guy definitely took this vibe and applied it to the Little Penny. Was Little Penny. And look, Chris Rock uh, voiced Little Penny, right? Yes. That shit was hard. <laughs> it was hard. That was you. You want to talk about trend setting? That was actually the trend setting for Nike using um, puppets and things of that nature to sell their brands because the LeBron Kobe puppet commercials are the some MB of the greatest puppets, things ever the MB made. Puppets is what they're called. Those are legendary. So fucking funny. <laughs> the best commercials ever. Well, they're funny because they also like finally like address what everyone's been saying. Like, who's the real MVP, bro, Kobe or LeBron? Bro, the cookies. <laughs> How many cookies do you have? <laughs> oh, also, Keenan um, Thompson uh, voiced Kobe Ryan in those commercials. Oh, I thought you were going to say Keenan Ivory Wayans, and I was about to be like, whoa, that's crazy. No. That doesn't make any right. sense. No. Uh, <laughs> Very high voice. So, yeah, so, so this guy created all these commercials, and 
So I pulled, I, I did some research, and I guess I'll just read it verbatim what he said about it. So he said, Spike and Mike may have been the single luckiest thing that ever happened to me in my career. 100% serendipity. Bill Davenport and I were in Los Angeles editing our first Jordan spot, which, I mean, I have to assume that was Jordan 2. And by the way, if you're looking at the, I, 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 there's a, you can go to YouTube and just type in Air Jordan commercials and this, this uh, 20 minute video will come up that has every single Air Jordan commercial, I believe. Uh, and you see the first two, and it's like the twos are ugly. The first, the first one is like Michael Jordan, like you can't even see his face; you just see like his calves down, and like part of his shoes. But there's black squares over them. Like the NBA won't allow him to wear, wear these, but the NBA can't stop you. Air Jordan. Okay. Ooh. Then Air Jordan two. It's like it feels like one of those. I mean, it's it it, it's, it feels like it's in the style of those old Maxell commercials where it's like like the wind like blows the guy like the sound blows the guys like clothes off or whatever like where's like with that same like music Speakers and tone, are too like, strong yeah, like, they're very boring and then all of a sudden spike lee shows up in the third one and it's like it's like a literal record scratch of culture immediately so whatever they were doing before spike was not this okay so uh uh, uh he actually says it was pretty much standard fare for a nike spot in 1987 show the athlete being an athlete and have pitka shoot it Anyway, during some downtime, we went and saw a fairly dreadful movie called About Last Night. The movie was a complete waste of celluloid, save for a trailer for some movie we never heard of called She's Gotta Have It. Yeah. Some filmmaker we never heard of named Spike Lee. Blah, 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 blah. Long story short as possible, Davenport and I go to see the movie in Portland. There's a character in the movie named Mars Blackman who so loves the man Air Jordan and the shoes Air Jordans. When he has a chance to sleep with a girl of his dreams, he does not remove his Jordans. Now that's a fan. Now that's a commercial. We called Spike the next day. Back then, he answered his phone. His only question was, I get to direct the spots, right? A few months of blah, 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 and we made the first round of Spike and Nike commercials. I guess the spots worked for a number of reasons. I'm just going to keep reading this. It was oh, the hey. first time humor ever made its way into a Nike spot, but more importantly, I think it demystifies and humanized Jordan. There were They were a counterpart to the Jordan we saw in sports reports every night. Jordan, the total predator, the assassin who went out a couple nights a week and laid waste to enemy teams. Opposing teams got the killer, the fans the watching these it. spots got the charmer, the smile, a man of humor, intelligence, someone everyone seemed to like. Most important of it all, it celebrated the fan, and there was no bigger Jordan fan than Mars Blackman. Great. Obligatory, catching you up thing. Out of the way, we get these commercials. Do you remember the first time you saw one? Probably not, because you, were like, you weren't even born yet. You had to just read about these shits, huh? I mean, I was alive, nigga, but I don't actively remember. You the weren't first... alive in 1987, <clears throat> so that's a lot. That's not when the first one that I saw. You said, do I remember seeing these commercials? Oh, and I true. was alive that's when true. these commercials were out, good you sir. You win this round on a technicality. <laughs> Piece of shit. Debate club, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. So, yes, I do. <laughs> but, again, I, um... And I'll save this for the last dance thing, but it is different um, looking back at this type of stuff because I have a memory of it the way that you have memories of cartoons. And then when you watch it when you're older, you're like, the fuck? They got away with all of that? Mm. And like the, that's what the last dance has brought up of that time period of like, you know, the highlights of things. Because yeah. your brain remembers like, oh, it, that thing burned in your mind. Like, yeah. oh, I remember the broad strokes of it. But the like nitty gritty, like the fucking the politics and like the real underneath shit is what really blows 
your mind about that stuff. I forgot where I was going with this. Yeah, when you said blows, like, I was like, is this bad or good? Where's he? Where's no, it's he like, um, <laughs> blows, long pause. No, blows your my mind. mind. Blows your mind. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the, the, the pause is me trying to grab it back real quick, but it's gone. But so that's to say that I remember it broadly, but I don't like it never was a successful marketing thing for me. Does that make sense? It was yeah. just a, a, oh, the Spike Lee commercial where Jordan dunks the ball and Spike Lee's looking through the net. Like, that's what it is. It's, right. like, it's a part of the machine that is Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I, I, think I kind of, you know, because I was alive at the time, but I was quite young. I mean, I was what, three when the first one came out. But they, they ran until, you know, he, Spike Lee directed seven of these commercials. I think the last one he did may have been the Jordan 6. Um, could have been the Jordan 5, but Jordan 5 or 6, uh, which would have been 1990, 91. And so, I mean, as a six-year-old, I have these memories of Spike Lee kind of like amalgamated into one thing. Like, she's got to have it. Um, uh, well, why am I forgetting they killed Radio Rahim? Why am I forgetting the name? <laughs> Do the right thing. Do the right <laughs> thing. Jesus Christ, I almost played myself. I even made the joke earlier. Uh, you fucking yeah, I know, I know. I I'm not... I, can only blame myself. I work in mysterious ways. Uh, uh, and then all the way up to like Jungle Fever. And then these commercials kind of like mixed in. So it's like, I kind of have this idea that it was all, like, if I don't like really parse it out, it feels like it was all one thing. I mean, it's hard to really like put into like words how big Spike Lee got doing these things in like a three year span. Um, to where like every single thing he did was huge culturally and i think the shoes particularly partnering with michael jordan gave them both this like new level of cachet that like it felt like important and it felt like the most entertaining thing you'd ever seen like i don't think i'd seen a sports commercial before then that was like that had this level of like like straight up culture like boom yeah. can't avoid it culture in your face well <clears throat> that is because Black people are culture. Um, not hot take, but hot take. Um, As someone who's spent a lot of time in Canada, where there aren't black people, <laughs> this is 100% true. Because <laughs> it's... When I think of Spike Lee, I just think of basketball, even though he is 5'6". I'm doing air quotes, because ain't no way that nigga 5'6". You're saying uh, he's shorter than that. Fam. I, I've, never I've stood talked next to a to fair man. amount of ladies that are 5'6", and I've seen Spike Lee at Humble brag. All right, we get it, Chris. You talk to short, ladies. Bro, Chris had a short. date to the prom, you guys. I wasn't trying to fry <laughs> dudes. Ask, she, asked, she asked him. I wasn't trying to fry dudes and be like, he I'm going to rock. went to prom with a girl from I another school. I said that said he's more 5'6". He's our tall nigga Spike Lee. That's your barometer for how tall anybody is? No. The ladies you talk to? No. You're not 5'10". I, I know 5'11", ladies. I insulting, okay? Because I know dudes get real sensitive when you talk about them being under a certain I'm going to start doing that. If someone says they're high, like, oh, I'm six foot. No, you're not. My girlfriend's six foot. That's what people used to do me when I was in elementary school. They'd be like, right, I'll tell you, like, 5'7". No, you're not. My dad's like 5'8". You can't be 5'7". Does the logic not work? Does the logic, <laughs> the logic <laughs> never work for them? I'd be like, bro, I know I'm 5'7". You're connecting it to something you know. You're just trying to figure it out. You're I'm not trying, to, I'm not trying to, to. You don't work in mysterious ways. Just straight up. 
I'm the one yeah, who does that. You I'm quite blunt, nigga. Shit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what are we talking about? So, so Mike Levy is short. Yeah, anyway, he is connected to basketball in my mind. He always has been. Right. Because of the movies, because of Scottie Pippen and Reggie Miller telling him to sit his ass down. Like, I've just always connected Spike Lee with basketball. And it's because just cultural aspects for us to elevate ourselves and, and pop have been entertainment aspects. And I think it's just uh, an inevitable culmination that right. basketball and him would be what they are with these commercials. Well, I think that a big part of the reason the commercials not only worked, but why you get that Mars Blackman spike influence so strongly is that they the way that they wanted the commercials filmed, and I'll read an excerpt here, we wanted to make believe that Mars Blackman, Air Jordan and Air Jordan's number one fan, was actually making these commercials. And yes, he knew they were commercials. We wanted to make the film look like Mars, not Spike, shot it. We wanted the music to sound like Mars wrote, produced, and recorded it on some rinky-dink Casio in his Brooklyn apartment. We wanted the words to sound like Mars, not some aging white guy copywriter from Portland. Ah, isn't that funny? It's always they want it to be, but guess what? Who fucking put it together? Always a white man getting paid off of a black man's <laughs> back. <laughs> Say it loud, man. Why you be whispering the important stuff? <laughs> I was trying to do a dramatic effect and sip my Again, drink as I said it. we are on an audio <laughs> platform here. Yeah, nigga. Hey, All of guess your theatrics what? are going nowhere. Also, uh, white men buy a lot of shit, so I'm not trying to <laughs> completely fucking... Uh, well, hey, well, this is your road to walk down, white, <laughs> white folks, older white folks. Y'all been good to me for the most part. <laughs> you, do you like dancing? I can dance. Dance real good. Ever use TikTok? <laughs> oh, wow. For every Jamie Foxx, there's always a Samuel L. Jackson-ass nigga, bro. Jango, you dirty motherfucker. I'll kill you. Oh, this nigga on his horse. <laughs> Oh my god! So, oh. <laughs> but I do think that, like, we can laugh at it, but that decision, that last sentence, that they wanted it to sound like Mars, I think, is important because, again, Spike also directed these, so giving him that carte blanche to take over um, was big. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know a lot about the advertising scene of the times, but I assume there weren't just a lot of black people writing these, like, this copy, so. You ever watch Mad Men? Shit. That's the same No. Thing. I don't need to watch. I, like, I hate watching stuff that like just confirms all the shit I hate already. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't, it's not going to help me out at all. <laughs> I already know. People are like, oh, have you seen 12 Years a Slave? It's so good. Like, oh, I'm never watching Do that. not give I'm me I'm never watching started. any of these. Look, 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 look here, nigga. If I can say one thing that I hope gets through and that it will be heard across the world, um, no one needs another slave movie, okay? <laughs> Not a single fucking person wants a fucking slave movie that isn't white, okay? I know what happened, all right? I'm a direct fucking descendant of the outcome of that effect, and guess what? I don't need you to tell me about it so you can feel better about yourself, okay? It happened. How about you try to restructure the fucking country you developed upon this situation, not give me a fucking movie 
about, oh, this fucking slave broke away, and then now he's living a happy life, and he's not a fucking slave anymore. Because it didn't happen like that. So you got to understand that that Chris is bad cop, I'm good cop. <laughs> but hey, hey, you know what? Keep making I'm just not going to watch him, but they're... They're clearly nah. awesome. Nah. I just don't like the. You know what's funny is we were. I, I had a Zoom call with Sean yesterday. You were there actually, but you weren't there in the beginning when he put on this hat, and everyone immediately oh has all these comments about the hat. It's the just hat. a wide brim hat, and his girlfriend goes like, "Oh my god, you just remind me of Django." And I'm like, "Can we just stop for a second? <laughs> First, God, can we get, like give the context like, of why we there, have to there, stop? There has to be <laughs> like either there's just not enough black people on TV like doing like the shit they enjoy." Or something because there has to be someone else to connect wearing a hat to if you're black. Not you enough. wear a hat, you're immediately just like, oh, you look like us. Like a like when a white dude wears a hat, it's like, oh, you're a hipster. Fam, <laughs> have you ever listened to any childish Gambino song? It's literally about like, yo, how come white people get Spider-Man, but if I'm a superhero, I gotta be shaft. Like, this is a nigga who hits bitches sometimes. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Jesus Christ. <laughs> That was the joke. I didn't say it. That's what Donald Glover said. Donald, go look it up on YouTube. Donald Glover said that word hey, for like word. Like I said, he's a bad cop. You gotta just take. You just gotta take it as it comes. But, uh, you know what? Fine. I'll live the character. I'll be that. <laughs> Not all heroes are capes. Anyway, so uh, uh, the last uh, little tidbit I'll add here from this uh, same article is uh, Dave Kindred of the Sporting News wrote: Mars Blackman saved the NBA from extinction. His rescue of a this is gonna sound really racist that Dave must be white. Uh, he saved he, his rescue of a drug infested, money poor, moribund oh league is Jesus a story so Christ. obvious it has been missed by analysts who credit Jordan himself. Filmmaker and actor Spike Lee, working as Mars Blackman and directing seven Nike commercials featuring Jordan, gave the NBA an identity at once positive, playful, and powerful. And this is the part that I think I don't know if the documentary is gonna show this well but this is an important part because like, one thing i'm learning from the last dance documentary is is how many things went very right for michael jordan like all at the right times i mean i'm not taking away from his greatness at all but like uh uh, uh the pistons like aging out like i've watched the pistons documentary like a few years back like whenever it came out like 2016 or something and they didn't just like lose the next year. Like their team started to fall apart. Okay. Mm. Then you had the next year, like the Lakers won the West, but magic was like old and then got his diagnosis. Like he's probably living and playing with HIV for quite some time. Boy, just uh, sweating AIDS. All then the you had like a GM it. who gave zero fucks. I mean, like I don't know a GM that's pulled so many moves as Jerry Krause pulled. That boy was wild. Like, at, at every direction. Like, anyone else would have just left Doug Collins there, and they would have figured it out. Um, and then you had a guy, like, the GM was also aggressive pulling in European players, going after, like, their rivals. Like, everyone who ever gave Jordan a hard time, they're like, yo, you, you're going to really inspire a guy named Kevin Durant 30 years from now. But do you want to just come join the team that beat you? Because that's what they did. They kept grabbing these players. All gang, of these gang, things my were, boy Dennis. All of these Dennis. things added to Jordan's legacy that we don't like consider. We just look at him and the commercials featuring Spike Lee. Jordan was already big enough for Spike Lee to write the like write a movie, you know, fanboying him, right? So it's not like Jordan wasn't popular, but I'll be damned if you don't think that these commercials took him to a new level and took his shoes, his branding. 
I think that the reason we still wear Jordans today, besides Tinker Hatfield making fire, yeah, is man's got talent. Yeah, is that Mars Blackman attached himself to this at the time when he was becoming one of the biggest stars in culture. Culture and sport hadn't really merged in that way before this. Maybe it did. I, hey, I'm not 60 to be like, oh, you're forgetting the blah, 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 blah. when the, when the, uh, what would people say? What would people say? Uh, when when Run DMC wore, the, wore Adidas and made oh, a song about wow. it, you're forgetting about that. Adidas! But I think that when it comes to the Jordan brand, it wasn't just that Jordan just played so good that the Jordan brand became a thing. He had a team of people that would be considered legends years later. The guy who produced some of the most memorable commercials in history. Spike Lee attaching his entire culture brand. And then the greatest shoe designer ever all teamed up with Michael Jordan to give him an image that, like, people say, like, one argument I hear today about why Michael Jordan is the greatest, like, they still wear his shoes, man. Like, like they still wear his shoes for many other reasons other than how great he was. Adding on a person's product that doesn't directly make that product as a point of why they're great is the dumbest argument ever. That's so stupid. But um, all of this proves to the fact that not enough people give respect to luck. There is, you work as hard as you can possibly work. Michael Jordan did that. And that gets you to be Michael Jordan. Yep. But everything you just listed is lucky. Yeah. That that happened around the same time. Yeah. And that is a big part in anybody who is absurdly successful is there is luck involved in life, bro. It's like no, luck man, of the Mike, draw. But Michael Jordan, he's better than LeBron. Don't don't get me started. Michael Jordan can design you a shoe? <laughs> Fuck out of my face. No. Can, can Michael Jordan <laughs> shoot a commercial? Guess what? No. Right. Can Michael Jordan, like, no. Michael Jordan is competitive, okay? Like, he's competitive as fuck. I'm sure if you were like, yo, Michael Jordan, you got to be in this film contest, he would stay up all fucking day and night until he could figure out how to make something that worked, but it wouldn't be great. Right. You have to add in the fact that he was, he bust his ass enough to be at the level to have access to all these people who just so happened to be there. And that's super tight. That's super great. But like, I don't, un I hate how many times I've just said like in that, in this little like you totally Irish did, thing. like a lot. You like said it so much. Fuck You're you. wild. Fuck you. You're crazy. I just got mad. I'm five foot six. You want to take me to prom? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Spike got in trouble because people were like, "Yo, are you? Do you feel some type of way about the fact that black kids are killing each other for these shoes that you uh, made so popular?" Mm. Which is a real white question to ask this man. Is Spike what is this, the 2020 NFL draft? Jeez. <laughs> How many family members have died to get you to this point? To be a first round pick in the NFL. Is Spike Spike responded in a way that you would assume somebody who named their production company Forty Acres and a Mule would respond, <laughs> which is. Um, Instead of trying to blame me or a manufacturer for making apparel, how about you deal with the conditions to make a kid put so much importance on a pair of sneakers? Like, that's what we need to talk about here. Yeah. It's like, whenever a nigga gets some success, they're trying to be like, well, you're a part of the problem why people look like you were fucking them. And he's like, no, 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 no,
And I just am giving people because I know what people who look like me like. So I'm making something that I know they will like. Right. What happens as my product? How are you possibly going to put that on me as my yeah problem? Now, when it comes to Jordan, that'd be a different argument because <laughs> he didn't let them little kids get to shoot his camp. <laughs> That's my favorite Jordan Again, anecdote think, of all time. I think we'll do like a full last dance one <laughs> at one point, but like. Michael Jordan does not look like the people who watch this and think he looks like better are crazy to me. He looks petty, selfish, lucky, extraordinarily talented, but the other three things way more. And it's, I don't know. It's hard to like the, the, the last episode from last week, he, uh, what did he say? He's, they just threw this in at the end of the episode too. It didn't. It didn't have anything to do with the rest of the episode. But he's on the plane. What's the, like the rookie or the young well, guy? He was just talking about him being an alcoholic. Yeah, he's like you're forever. an alcoholic. You have he all these like, hoes. He's like I'm married, man. Right, he's, he's like you out every night. You out yeah, every, every night. Yeah, you're <laughs> doing it. Like he's like my parents are watching. Yeah, your son's a fucking degenerate. He's out. I was like, like, I was bro, like what, is, what is what is actually wrong with, with you? God. Jesus Christ! Like even if everything you're saying is true, he's literally saying, please don't do this. Are, please please <laughs> stop. Don't do I don't know how else to ask. The cameraman's just like, oh, Michael Jordan's talking. I'm not turning this shit off. <laughs> well, you're right. We're going to talk about this later. But I also, since we're on this, four times, four times it's mentioned in one episode about how amazed they are that he passed the ball. Like, it's a big story point. It's not just like thrown away in conversation. It's a whole, like, Five minute section of the documentary yeah. about like how amazed they are that it's the fucking ball. They were right. Jordan had a lot of haters back then. We're we're spending too much time on this. You're right. You're right. We're gonna come back. But is there anything you're looking forward to in the episode? That's the the one that's gonna air tomorrow about the commercialization of Michael Jordan and the shoes. Do you think they're gonna give Spike his fair? fair amount of time or you think they're going to like spread it out and make it I feel like they're not going to give Spike his due they're going to have it in there like and be like funny for a second but they're not going to like they're not going to say how much Mars played a role in the in the explosion I was going to say well how much quantifies an appropriate amount if it's an hour long episode about his uh, uh, again the the commercialization I I want at least 15 minutes on Mars I mean, if they got Spike, for sure, it's going to be that amount of time. So, like, if he's giving an interview, you see Spike Lee's face, then they're going to talk about it for a fair amount of time. But if not, then no. They're just going to move on by it and keep going on. And that's why we did this here. <laughs> that's true. So, y'all know. You can look this up again. It's wildly entertaining. Watch She's Gotta Have It. It's a classic Bro, movie. Bro, watch all his movies. Can we just do that real quick? I know we were talking about Mars Blackman and Jordan in these shoes. Yep. But let's just talk about the heat that Spike Lee had, all right? Okay. Because first, let's just talk about the sports ones because, you know, we're talking about sports. He Got Game is one of the greatest sports movies of all time. That's all I'm going to say because we're going to have a whole episode. You just like that. the part with the assistant coaches. False. <laughs> Big Time <laughs> Willie is the best scene in that whole movie, Okay. Talk about real shit happening. <laughs> um, we'll definitely do a He Got Game episode later for sure. Okay. Um, 2K. Don't like the game, but he did a whole story mode for it. Some people say it didn't need to be in there. Well, you know, 
Opinions are opinions. I did not know that. Thanks for that. Uh, no problem. Um, he also did a Kobe Bryant documentary, okay, uh, before he got his Oscar, you know. So Kobe been out here trying to get these uh, film awards called Kobe Doing Work, appropriate name. Uh, <clears throat> and then let's just go about the movies that have nothing to do with sports at all. She's Gotta Have It, Banger, Do the Right Thing, Banger, Mo Better Blues, Denzel, Banger, Jungle Fever, Banger, Malcolm X, Banger, Crooklyn, okay, <laughs> Clockers, a Scorsese and Spike Lee movie, what, you should what? watch it if you haven't seen it, what? Girl 6, hilarious, Michael Rappaport is in there, he, he got game, already talked about it, Summer of Sam, eh, it's okay movie, Bamboozled, if you haven't seen it, go see this goddamn movie, there's no way it could be made today, but it is, just watch the trailer. Yeah, I mean, they, I doubt they're making Jungle Fever today either. True, but some might say that it's even more timely than ever right now. <laughs> I was just saying, eh, Stella got her groove back with a little, little different sprinkle on top. But, um, anyway, um, he shot the original King Comedy special, the one where uh, where Bernie Mac goes, uh, where my milk and cookies with the little kids. That's Spike Lee joint. Yeah, yeah, you're talking that. about the, the original Kings of Comedy. Yeah, I, yeah, know, yeah, just, yeah. I was giving, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, just making people sure that who you... didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, 25th Hour, banger movie. She Hate Me, it's okay movie. Inside Man, done of the best ones out there. Um, really caught me off guard. I love a movie with a twist. Um, Facts. Red Hook Summer, okay. Passover, actually not good. Black Klansman. He should have got the award, okay, when he made Do the Right Thing. You know what won that year, Rob? You know what, what won? won that? Don't say it's when like Ghost or something right? weird. You wish it was fucking Ghost. <laughs> it was Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. These motherfuckers gave the fucking... This is why I don't like award shows, okay? They gave the Oscar right. to the movie I'm gonna about I'm going to start playing Oscar music. He's got he's to keep, keep, keep ranting on him. You're this. right. You're right. You're right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go in, but I'm just saying it's absurd. The movie about the cultural problems that happen in a, a neighborhood where you have all of these different ethnicities interacting with each other. Lost a movie about a nigga driving around an old white lady. Bullshit. But we we digress. All right. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we do digress. Anyways, man. I think uh, I think we've covered enough now. If the if the show, I hope the show shows us something that. I didn't know here. Yeah, so that's what I. That's what I'm looking for. And if we have to circle back and add more to the Mars Blackman legacy, <laughs> I'm fucking back. with it. Part two. Fucking with it. Let's get it. We're out.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.